welcome you in to the Small Ball Podcast alongside Trevor McLean and Christian Dennis. I'm Scott Ayers. Producer Andy is out, but fellas, today is a big day. The NBA season is finally upon us. Let's go. We have finally made it. All those dark months during mm. the summer with mm. nothing to entertain us. Nothing. It's finally over. We, we tried, and, and we, we did a decent job of staying entertained, you know? But we don't have to try much harder anymore. It's going to be basketball, 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 oh. league pass on 24-7. I can't believe it. Yeah, in the summer was just, it was brutal at times. Yeah, dude. And we're in Arizona. It's 110 degrees, so we can't watch basketball. Um, Wait, the degrees? We can't watch basketball because it's 110 well, degrees? Well, we can't it's, play basketball. Yeah, well, we can't play. Basketball's over, and we can't go outside because it's so hot. Oh, I see. So, like, we yeah. can't keep ourselves entertained. Got so you. you would kind of like the, the time that you would want to watch basketball is when you're stuck inside. Yeah. And I see what you're saying, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I got I, it. Yeah. Thank you. Christian is, is kind of my lawyer. So mm-hmm. whenever I screw up, he's a Yeah. Lawyer. What he really meant to say was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but guys, it's here. So this is going to be a pretty simple episode of kind of riffing, talking about expectations of the Western and Eastern Conference. Um, so we might as well just jump into it. Well, first we got to talk about oh. the freaking jerseys that are coming oh. out. Yeah, dude. Dude. The screenshots have been atrocious. Terrible. I mean, Kyle Kuzma said it best in his tweet that the uh, that Nike, the people that create the jerseys, are ruining the nostalgic factor of NBA jerseys because they come out with new jerseys every single year. Yeah. What? What the hell were they thinking? <laughs> I mean, they were one through thirty are like what? What? Which ones are the worst? Denver is Denver. up there, <laughs> dude. It's, Denver is terrible. It's it's, it's horrible. The, you, the number being as big as the the, yeah, the five two the whatever fifty two eighty in honor of the Mile High City. But here's the thing, Nike. They could have literally seen, hey, you're a first time champion. Let's let's get creative with it. <laughs> Instead, they had their eight-year-old son design the jersey. It looks horrible. Yeah, the no, I don't get it. It's too many numbers. I'm looking at it's looking at six numbers at a, on the jersey. No letters, none. Like they could have said Mile High. Yes, that would have made sense. They, well, they've done that before, right? They've it, done it, Mile it, High it, in honestly, the past. Honestly, if they would have done that with a new design, with a new design, everyone would have loved it way more. No one yeah. was asking for six numbers on a jersey. No, nobody wants that. Can you imagine being the ref that game? Yeah. <laughs> uh, foul is on 52. Wait, no. Foul is on 8. No, 50. <laughs> personal foul uh, with the yeah. 5280 jerseys. I mean, they look they look so bad. The Clippers are bad. Uh, every single team. Every every single team. I, the, I, the Nets one is weird, too. Have you guys? It's like little blotches of different color. Yes. <laughs> All is over. it to like honor the subways? Dude, I have no they idea. Did that. They did I don't care what year. I don't care what it represents. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. like the best Dude. one is probably the Kings jersey. No, I don't like the Kings and one. I think they're average. That's the problem. It's because it's it's like when you're it's an ugly group of friends. The average friend looks hot. Yeah, wow. the duff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm always invited to these friend groups. <laughs> I didn't catch on till it's too late. That's so messed up. Yeah, it's messed up. But that's what the Kings are. All these ugly friends jerseys. The Kings looks hot. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy because it just ruins the like like this Memphis Grizzlies one. This oh. one's so sweet, yeah, it's and sick. it's yeah, and they brought it back for a year, which was so cool. And it's just getting like watered down. All these trash jerseys are coming out. Did you guys it. see the video of the reveal of Cleveland's jersey? Oh, no. <laughs> so so they're in this big auditorium and they're like, now nah, we're finally gonna release our jerseys this year. And they like remove the the covering and it says like the land, and there's like barely anyone clapping, and the guy recording's like, That that sucks. Like, what the <laughs> frick is this? Like it was just like the most no one cared. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just, what would make them infinite more money? Just take a jersey. I'm obviously just thinking from a Nuggets fan perspective. You take the powder blue jerseys, yep. you make them slightly modern. Yeah. Say those are the jerseys for the, the alternates for the yeah. year. You make buku bucks. We need to kill the like yearly new jersey. Dude, no. Maybe we can, you could do like flashback jerseys. Sure. And then 
every so often roll out like a fun random jersey. Yeah. That that would be so much better than like I turn on a game and I can't keep up with the new jerseys. I'm like, what team I feel like I feel like someone who's never watching NBA, I'm like, what team am I watching? Well, and they're I'll, not even using certain teams' colors. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think Milwaukee has like some of the Minnesota Timberwolves colors in it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It looks, Anyways. Yeah. No, it's it's embarrassing. It, I'm embarrassed as an NBA fan. Whoa. Whoa. Well, hopefully jersey sales are down so they can stop making them. Right. Yeah, let's let's put an end to Nike. Nike, if you don't stop this, Reebok is coming. Yeah. They oh what brand should take over? Um, I think New Balance is making a real big push. <laughs> Can you imagine a New Balance sponsorship? They, so gross. They, they, I think they just like gave Julius Randle a signature shoe. Well, today. they're they're two cup main athletes, Kawhi and Jamal. Oh yeah, there you go. Wow, there you go. Jamal was like their main guy for the most recent commercial. Yeah, I'm pulling for Puma. Oh, they signed Marvin Bagley. He's on Puma. <laughs> Puma no. went through a streak where they just signed all these rookies. All these rookies. What about like DH Gate? DH Gate? Because yeah. they already jack up jerseys, so every jersey would like have something slightly wrong to it. Oh, that's fine. Like, they're not like a brand though. Yeah. Like Christian's Chris Stops jersey. Period. Yeah. yeah. I have a Porzingis jersey with a punctuation point at the <laughs> end of awesome. it. Should we talk basketball? Let's talk basketball. And guys, let's start in the Western Conference. Yeah. Um, the West, the East, or should we start in the East? Because the West is let's, so much juicier. Yeah, let's do Like, let's East. save the juicy portions for the end. Yeah. Because I think that's where we're all just licking our chops. <laughs> we're going to get juicy. Our listener is probably like, dang it, I have to wait till the Western Conference. <laughs> yeah, they don't know how to use, like, the fast-forward button. Yeah. But they're loyal listeners. because They're, they're loyal. Because they're, they're going to listen to this. Yeah. Because we got some spicy things to say about we, the East. We do. And I guess we should just jump into, like... Well, guys, who do you think is going to kind of come out on top? Or what do you think the East will be structured? And then we can kind of get into like, all right, who's coming out of the East? Who's winning yeah, the Eastern Conference? I like that. I think we should, yeah, framework. Yeah, let's it's build a framework. Should we start at the bottom and then go to the top? Or go to, start at the top and go to the bottom? I don't think we need to m- mention every single team. I well, we just, I, I was thinking like we're probably mentioning like play in and up. Yeah. Gotcha. I like that. Sure. Sick. Like, who wants to start? You want to, you want me to start? Yeah, you're the one with the idea. Go for okay, it. Okay, man. Well, teams that I think that are going to be in the play-in, uh, Toronto Raptors. Okay. Um, the Pacers. Whoa. Um, <clears throat> the uh, probably the Magic. Yeah. I like and that. And then for my last team, I think the Nets. Those are all play-in teams. Can I give a hot take? Because I feel like this can be something where, like, maybe we kind of just have conversations throughout. Yeah. The Raptors, not making the play-in. Whoa. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, they, they stink. They're certified stinkers. Granted, there, there are some bad teams in the East, but I wouldn't be surprised if even, like, Chicago finished ahead of them. You know what's a sleeper team? Say it. For like the playing purposes, I'm not saying they're going to be like. Does it that rhyme good. with Marlet? No. Does it rhyme with Tizards? The Wizards, <laughs> <Nice>. yes. <laughs> the Wizards. The Wizards the last like four years have won 35 games. I wouldn't be surprised if they win 35 games this year. Gosh, they they will be such a fun bad team. They will. They're be. not frisky though. No. That's there's, that's there's big Scott's, for me to say. There's Scott's frisky reference. <laughs> yeah. The the only reason why I say that is because like if you look at their team, like they have like NBA players that are oh. consistent. Like they're like decent players. They're they have like no one that's like unless Jordan Poole comes out and it's just like all star guy. But like all these guys have like been around the league. They know how to play basketball. They know how to play. Mm-hmm. In the, the NBA. There's going to be nights where Kuzma drops 50. There's going to be a night or two when Poole does the same thing. So, I, I mean, I don't know <clears throat> where, where they're going to stand, um, but I do think that's an interesting sleeper. I, I've seen that. Because they're times. also in the East, and we right. can we can all agree that the East is weaker than the West. So it's like, oh, they play the Hornets like four or five times a year. They play, you know, the Pistons. They play um, some other teams that are just like, they're not as strong as the West. So there's going to be times where they're just like winning games against these 
teams just because they're not that talented. A lot of the teams that you've mentioned, though, I don't see in, in the play-in because, dude, like if you look at the East, you're counting out the Bulls. You're counting out, I mean, the Pistons. I'm okay with that. The Hawks, you're counting out. Um, I think the Hawks are going to be above the play-in. Okay, oh. so there's only six teams that are above the play-in. So, so teams that teams that are essentially not making the play-in, in my mind, would be uh, the Wizards, the Hornets, the Pistons. That's three. Not much room left. And then, honestly, like the Bulls. I, I'm not high on the Bulls. So that's Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I said, was going to be oh, in. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bulls and then Wizards would be five. I said Wizards, Hornets, Bulls, um, Pistons. Pistons. Is that four? That's four. Then I have to do one more. Heat culture. (laughs) (laughs) See? So then maybe, you know, the Pacers are out. Maybe the any team that I listed in the play, the Raptors, could be out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see the Bulls not making the play-in. I think their roster is too good. Um, well, they're a team that I see blowing it up at the deadline. Possibly. Them, them and Toronto, I feel like both have potential blow-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I want to talk about the teams I think are going to be really good and then maybe a surprise team. I love it. Um, I, in the East, I see Boston as a major contender. I see the Milwaukee Bucks as a major contender, and I see the Miami Heat as a major contender. Those are the three that I think are going to be battling to, to make it to the finals. I think those are the serious teams. Um, and then a surprise team that I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm sticking, I'm pinning it. The surprise team that is going to jump is going to be the Atlanta Hawks. Wow. Yeah. DeJounte and Trey. Year two of DeJounte and Trey is going to be different. Well, and they're in a a good spot to trade. You know, they could get, like, if let's say the Bulls or the Raptors blow it up. I mean, they've already been tied to Siakam. Mm -hmm. If they can pull the trigger and get Siakam to add to those two guys, like, that's pretty solid. Very good team. So you guys like my sleeper pick. Yeah, I actually have a similar sleeper. Yeah. Um, Two guards. Talented, second year together, Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell and, and Garland have a have that same potential to take the next step. Um, they have Evan Mobley, who every it feels like every sophomore player kind of has that sophomore slump. But I, I do think that he still has an ex- insanely high ceiling. Jared Allen, I'm not as sold on. I used to be a Jared Allen stan, if you will. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I'm still in that stand category, but um, I think they will have just another dangerous backcourt again. That will give teams in the East some some fits. But we saw last year it was the New York Knicks that that actually gave Mm -hmm. them the fits. Yeah, I was going to say the Knicks are the sleeper team for me because they're another team where they're in prime position to make one trade. You know, they have insane amount of picks. They have some contracts that are movable. So if someone comes available... You know, they, they've been trying to get all these all-stars for a while. Eventually, they're going to get some. They have to get one. It feels like for I, – I do actually like the Knicks pick because they are just – they are such a pain to play, both on the offensive and defensive end. They just gobble rebounds. Their pace of play is slow, but it's super effective. Um, so if they can get one more star, then it gets interesting because no team in the East – and this is from us watching last year. No team in the East is some certified guarantee. Because we thought the Bucks right. were the perfectly constructed roster. And they, they stunk. They did. I mean, Giannis was injured. Giannis was hurt. So I, I'm still like a Bucks. Bucks are, are, are the team that I, I would say are for sure going to be in that top three. Sure. And I'm not saying that they're going to make it to the finals. But I, I would say to me, they're for sure. And I think the Celtics are up there as well. I, I would have the Celtics. Yeah. In there. To me, the so. guarantee is the the Bucks and the Celtics. Yep. I don't believe in the Heat as much as you do. That's fair. And that's that's mainly because they lost Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, who were key roles to their team, and they didn't add anyone. 
Well, they added Thom Bryant, but I mean, oh, Thom! <laughs> they didn't. They didn't really add any pieces that moved the needle for me. And yeah, it's a classic. Another doubting the Heat, doubting yeah. Heat culture. Yeah, but I've never. That's on their jersey now. It's on their jersey now, <laughs> and you know I've always been kind of questionable when it comes to the Heat culture. That's movement. fair. Mm. That's fair. I think the Cavs. I could see them as a as a really solid team this year, just because the improvement of their young guys, their core is solid. Um, they added, they didn't add anything special. Max Struess got added to their roster, but yeah. so yeah, I could see them improving. Yeah, go well, ahead. the thing is with the Cavs though is there's like a lot of rumors that Donovan Mitchell could potentially get traded. Yeah, because he he doesn't plan on signing uh, an extension with Cleveland. Which sucks to hear from a Cleveland standpoint. And it's like, you just traded all these assets to get this guy. You guys were awesome last year. Let's keep building and keep improving. Yeah. And then he might be one foot in the door, one foot out. Going yeah, that to sucks. New York. Yeah, that sucks. As a small market guy, yeah. that sucks, Donovan. Yeah. As a small market podcast, if Donovan does that, this becomes an anti-Donovan Mitchell Especially podcast. because the Cavs are solid. Yes. So Yeah, they have... It's not a bad situation at all. No, no. It's just because he doesn't want to be a kid from Akron. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, that kind of stuff, and I won't get into that tangent. always drives me nuts. Like, I get if you want to leave if it's, like, not a great situation, but you're in a conference where there's two teams that are really to be feared, and then everyone else is kind of in the middle of the pack. Like, that gives you an awesome opportunity. The Heat mm -hmm. should be, like, a great blueprint of – Hey, we can win the East. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you don't need to have Giannis, and you don't need to have Embiid. We haven't even talked about the Sixers. Yeah, I was wondering where you guys place them. Because I still think they're probably top three. I think that they're under the three that I have. Just right there. He's so yeah. four, three, three through five for me. Four through six. I, it depends on Harden. Um, yeah. I I don't know what he's going to do. I, I He does not want to play in Philadelphia. And if they can get assets who want to play for them, great. But I even saw a rumor that there's even thoughts of Embiid thinking about leaving. But that could also be BS rumors, too. I feel like that's just NBA Twitter wanting yeah. Embiid to move at this point. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We can get into, into the Sixers more later on um, when we talk about postseason runs. Uh, show sponsor is LaCroix, which is really nice. Crisp. Refreshing. Let's continue. I like that. Do we uh, do we want to actually like try to put an order to the conferences? I say we pick our um, Eastern Conference Championship, Eastern Conference Finals, and the team that's going to the finals. I like that. Yeah, I just the, the one through like eight is just hard for me with the East. I guess it's harder in the West too. What do you want to do, Christian? Oh, I mean, I'm just like trying to think. The top of the East, I feel like we've kind of locked in. Okay. Of like one through five, if we're including the Heat. So should this be Sixers. an official small ball one through I'm just eight? like the teams that everyone that listens to our show is probably more interested in is like, how do the Pacers improve? How do the Magic improve? Yeah. yeah. And what kind of jump do they take? I like that. I like that. Do you think like a, a team like the Pacers or the Magic, can they sneak in to be like that six seed to where they avoid playing altogether between those two which one do you have higher for me i think the magic i was gonna say orlando as I, well. I would agree with that oh okay. this orlando podcast cool. orlando just has so many pieces yeah and their guys are coming into their own palo from oh, that dog scared me yeah i'll get the dog palo and franz just the the duo uh, that that is such a solid forward core you know yeah. what i mean yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. And we're starting to see their guards gain a little bit more experience. It was it was Cole Anthony who just got the contract extension. Correct. Um, that's showing trust in your guards as well. Markel Fultz as well. Dude. He's coming to his own. And you're like, what a great redemption story that's been. They have talent. Wendell Carter is a really solid centerpiece. They are long. They're lengthy. And they are a pain to play against. And they even were last year as with all the Well, experience. and one player that like hasn't even really played with them is Jonathan Isaac. And yeah. he's a defensive menace. 
So you kind of add that into that lineup that you just kind of mentioned. And they have a lot of options to kind of get creative and get wild with it. And not to sound like a broken record, but they are another team that has assets that are tradable. Like they have Mm. a lot of young talent that they probably need to move to get those guys some playing time. And maybe they can collect another piece that's, you know, pretty good for them. Yeah, I like the Magic a lot. Yeah, and which is no disrespect to the Pacers because they do have some pieces, but it's it's not at the point of the Orlando Magic. I would say the Magic can be. I think their ceiling is a top five team. I would really? say the five seed. I, I think that their ceiling is five, which is awesome, and I I could see that. I think they're going to fall between five and eight. And we've even seen like Palo is an awesome facilitator. Yeah, dude. Every and their offense is sorry. Their offense is through oh, Markel, yeah. and the dude just he's a high IQ player. And like you said, when when Powell is at the high post, they get it to him. He can play off the ball. He can get it on the wing, make a move. He does everything for him. Yeah, it, it does make such a difference when you have players with that high IQ that you mentioned. Because then I think of the flip end of like a D'Lo, where they're such low IQ. And they will Whoa. make the most boneheaded plays. I'm a D-Lo guy. <laughs> I know you are. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of took Touché. an inadvertent shot. But right. it does. It makes a huge difference, especially like in crucial game situations, which allows Orlando, a team with a lack of playoff experience, to still have a chance to be competitive in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So do you think they'll be better than your Hawks? Um, I think that they'll be on the Hawks level. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, they're, well, they're, we're just talking regular season here. Don't yeah, 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 yeah. I think that they're, they'd be potentially even, but I, I think the Hawks, I'd say, maybe are a tier above them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, w- with Trey and DeJounte, you just have more experience with the Hawks. Right. That's, that's the only reason why I ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do you guys want to talk Eastern Conference playoffs? And a little bit of what we think in the Eastern Conference Finals to find. I let me say this: Do you guys think anyone outside Bucks versus Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals? No, no, I don't either. Okay, so in a seven-game series, who's winning that? I I like the Bucks. I I want to lean more Bucks because to me, like Jason Tatum and um, Jalen Brown are really good. And they've they've been to a finals before, but there's just something about Giannis having that it factor, and then you just paired him with probably one of the clutchest players in the league right now with Dame Lillard, who other than being injured like two years ago, he hasn't really shown a decline. Like he sat out last year because they were tanking. So he hasn't really shown that decline. And I just think that duo of Dame and Giannis is nuts. And then you still have shooters like, you know, Brooke Lopez. And from time to time, Chris Middleton turns into Michael Jordan. So you, it's true. Yeah. you just never know with what you're going to get with the Bucs um, and their firepower. So I just like Dame and, and Giannis over Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as I, the two duos. I saw top five basketball player all-time rankings, and one of the rankings is like Chris Middleton on like a random Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> he just will just insanely catch fire. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know if, if Middleton will come back to, to form. And like Clay Thompson's a great example where Clay did state this was going to be his best year. I'm going to disagree and say it won't be Clay's best season. Um, I've got Boston over Milwaukee in six games. Um, Their big question mark is can they stay healthy with uh, Tingus Pingus and an old Al Horford. That front court doesn't have much depth. So if they get hurt, then then my vote would flip-flop. But I do think Tatum is... is, has a chance to be the MVP this year. So I'm going to take the Boston Celtics. What about Time Lord? He's he's gone. He's on Portland. He's in Portland. That's embarrassing. Yeah. We're, we're basketball podcasts. Basketball podcasts. Well, small, small. Well, Scott and I are basketball podcasts. True, true, true. I missed you. You were episodes. also in Indo- you were in Indonesia when that happened. Yeah, I yeah, know. you were actually. Okay, there. That's my excuse. Um, oh, for me, goodness. for yeah. me, Twitter doesn't work in Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I got uh, Boston. It pains me to say it as a small market yeah, guy. Same, but I think Boston, uh, the pieces they've added, that they have now two. Just well, if it, I would say two 
maybe three incredible defenders on their team yep. with Chris Stapps and Drew Holiday. And then you could throw Jalen Brown in there and from time Derek to time. Derek White is actually a pretty darn good defender as yes. well. You love talking uh, about Derek, Derek White. White. Like led, <laughs> led the league in guards for blocks. There you go. Yeah. So I, guy. I think for me, that defensive pressure and Tatum and Jalen Brown, like that, that's going to be tough to beat. Now, Milwaukee, I'm looking at, and I'm really, I will be watching their games on League Pass whenever they play. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if I had to choose now, I'd go Boston in seven. Yeah. I have Boston in seven. That series is going to be awesome. The thing yeah. with if Boston. If they can stay healthy. The, please stay healthy. Chris the Dabs. thing with Boston, though, is just like outside of their starting five, like who's their bench? Derek White. Fast no, PP. Derek White starts. Fast PP. What? Isn't it going to be Drew? It's Drew, Derek White, Jalen Brown, uh, Tatum, and then probably Porzingis. I would have Horford come off the bench. And then what? Peyton Six Pritchard. Year. Horford. Big, big Al Horford. <laughs> Fast PP off the bench. Yeah, they just signed him. He's Peyton just Pritchard. Paid. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't really played for them in the past few years. Yeah. No, they gotta, def- I mean, they lost Grant Williams, too, who's a legend. Yeah. He got overpaid. Well, I mean that's that's gonna be gonna be the big question for Boston, but teams have proven it before. Like those, it, this isn't as good as the Warriors team, but like they had no bench, but they also had Kevin Durant and Steph. Yeah, I don't know because well, they like the Warriors bench is that team has like been together. Like I mean, they still had like yeah. guys like Sean Livingston coming True. off their bench, so it's like they had some pretty solid vets. Whereas like I just don't see that for the Celtics right now. Yeah. Yeah, their their benches then. It's yeah. like O'Shea Brissett. That's that's where if their front court does go down. Luke Cornett. Namias Keda. Yeah, they got Keda. Delano Banton. Yep. Yep. Husker yeah. Legend, GBR. Yeah. So like all right, two Boston, one Milwaukee, no other teams in the Eastern Conference, which I don't really think is a hot take. No. No. I just I mean we've we've always been like an anti Sixers pod. I mean they're the yes. biggest bozos always. Yes, we've ever seen. Um and then I mean I'm always gonna be skeptical about the Heat with the roster constructed right now. Gosh, yeah, that scares me. The Heat are, I know they watch our videos. <laughs> I know that so Jimmy Jimmy's gonna be like, Oh, I got small ball on my radar. Um all right, let's jump to the West. This is what we want to talk about. Yep. Western Conference um, with news even happening in the last week, Steven Adams of the Memphis Grizzlies out for the season. And that actually plays a way bigger role than I think people realize. It's the re- one of the big reasons why they got kind of dusted by the Lakers in the playoffs um, is Xavier Tillman is not really the backup big that you're hoping for. John Moran's going to be out the first 25 games. How does Memphis stay afloat? To be, ESPN had them as like a top two team in the West. I don't see that happening with obviously the injury to Stephen Adams and John Morant being suspended. Yeah, I don't see it happening. Stephen Adams is arguably the most important player on that team. Um, It just means Triple J's got to step up. You know, Desmond Bain, those guys. But yeah, I I don't see how they can be a... Uh, like what ESPN has them at. Like, they're, they're, there's no way they're touching that. Um, so. Especially with, like, you're bringing in Marcus Smart, who's obviously right. a really great player, but he doesn't know the system of the Grizzlies the way that, like, Tyus Jones did. So when Tyus Jones would play and John Morant was out, he was able to keep the, the, the Grizzlies afloat. In fact, the Grizzlies had a better record with Tyus. Right. Not saying that they're better without Jaw, but... With him being gone, you bring in a, a new point guard who doesn't know the system as well, and so there's going to be some hiccups, at least at the beginning of the season. Yeah, And that just so happens to be majority of the year that Jaw's out. Because once Jaw comes back, then it's like, oh, we got to get used to playing with Jaw. With Jaw and, and Smart on the, on the court. Yeah. And they're already kind of small, if you think about it. Like, they lose Dylan Brooks, who is their starting small forward. So are they going to have a lineup where it's Jaw, Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain. Bain? Like those guys are like at most six four, and like that's your your first you know three right. guys, and then you have Triple J, and then no Stephen Adams. And Triple J's not a great rebounder. Like that's kind of his biggest knock right now as an NBA player. He's not a good rebounder. That's why the U.S. team lost in FIBA. It's because Triple J 
could not bring down crucial rebounds. Yeah, this Memphis team, it, maybe it's dramatic to say, but there's a chance they fall pl- into the play-in territory. Um, it, those first 25 games are going to be crucial. You need to be 500 uh, when Jaw comes back, in my opinion. If they're in the play-in, they'll be one of the top teams in the play-in. Seven or eight seed, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see them going past the seven seed because of the culture they have yeah. there um, and the system that they have. And they have role players that I think can step up. Um, Luke Kennard and, and is Xavier Tillman, who can play that that big position for them, and in pockets last year did and performed really well. And obviously Triple J coming off of a great recovering season where he came off an injury and won Depoy. Yeah. So yes, now you, well now you have two defensive player of the years. You have Marcus Smart and Jaron Jackson Jr. So there is some some good key anchors there for the team. Right. So. I feel like, yes, it's not... Obviously, Steven Adams, like I said, he's their most important player, in my opinion. So he losing him takes him out of that like top seed spot, and I would probably slot them around the 7th, 6th seed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's because they're... I think if they're in the East, they probably still would be like a top three team. Yeah. They, they'd be behind Milwaukee four. and Boston, but, I mean, that's still a, a pretty darn good team. It just says shows how good the West is. Right. But I felt like it was important to open with Memphis... Do you guys see any uh, teams who missed the playoffs last year that can actually sneak their way in? We see a lot about the San Antonio Spurs, but I don't know if they're there yet. I got Dallas. I think Dallas is going to be a really good team this season. Um, Kyrie and Luka, that that combination is looking nice. They add Grant Williams. They add Rashawn Holmes off the bench. I, I, I just... Kyrie and, and Luca, and from what I've seen from Kyrie in press conferences, it seems like he's really enjoying Dallas, which if Kyrie's playing, you know, north of 65 games in a season, your team's going to be good. Yeah. And if you have Luka Doncic, who is my pick for MVP this season, your team's going to be really good. See, I think that Luka and Kyrie is going to be a really fun duo, but outside of that, your team is nothing. I yeah. got absolutely nothing. And so I I just think that the West has way more talent. And because of that, that's going to make the Mavs seem like a lower seed or like a worse team than what they actually are. Sure. But, but you got them. They didn't make the playoffs. You got them making the playoffs this year. I don't know if I do. Like wow. I, I, I like the Thunder over I like the Mavs. Wow. That's a hot take. I don't know if it really is because, like, like I said, like it's Luca and Kyrie. Your third best player is Grant Williams. That's not good. That's that's yeah. not good at all. Well, okay, give me a reason why the Thunder are good. You got SGA, who's okay. going to be a top five MVP player. So you can kind of like compare that to Luca. They have guys that are just better. Jo- uh, Josh Giddy is going to be a, another solid player. He's still young. You still have Lou Dort. Jalen Williams showed great signs. You have Chet Holmgren for the first time. And what we've seen in, I know it's preseason, but like he's looked really good. He's going to be an impactful player and he's going to change the way the Thunder are going to be able to play. Like if they were tough last year and you just added Chet Holmgren to the team, that just makes them that much tougher. That's crazy. So you got, okay, who, who would you, between those two teams, which team's going to finish higher? Well, I had a third team that I was going to throw into the mix. I want to hear between those two, though, for you. I want you to pick a side. Oh, I hate picking sides. Mavericks or two. Thunder? Oh, gosh. Um, higher seed, not playoffs. Higher seed. Mm. My heart wants to say, my heart wants to say the Thunder. But I think my head is going to say the Mavericks, which it, it feels like neck and neck. I I guess I'm just not really – I'm not really sold on either team um, because of things that you mentioned for the Mavericks, but the Mavericks do have Luke and Kyrie, which helps me be able to be like, okay, wow, those guys are actually really good. But the Thunder do have SGA who was, you know – He's amazing. Yeah, he's incredible. My pick was going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, we're all high on them. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to one-up you guys. But I mean, all of our teams are contingent on something. Like, yes. if 
if Kyrie Irving, like you said, plays north of 65 games, your team is probably pretty good. Yeah. But, like, how often does he play north of 65 games? It seems like he's finally landed somewhere where it's going to, he's not going to get into any issues off the court. Yeah, it could be issues, but I mean, there's still injuries possibility. So it's like, we just still haven't seen that because it's not always been off the court issues that kept him off the court. Yeah, there's been injuries. And for mine, it's, well, it's Zion. Yeah. The health of Mount Zion because he's. He hasn't really had a full productive season, and when he plays, though, he is, I mean, he's incredible. He's hes an all-star, and he's one of the best players in the NBA. Obviously, for the Thunder, it's, hey, this team is really young. Outside, really, SGA, and I know Giddy's now got a few years, but it's like, what what kind of jump can we actually expect? With also Chet being in his mm-hmm. rookie year. Yeah, I got a team that I'm, I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are on. I'm listening. This is a team that performed really well. Um, and at one point, they were the number one seed in the West. What are the Utah Jazz? What are our expectations for them this season? I like they added asking. John Collins to their roster. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're intriguing. Yeah, you would, you would look at the Utah Jazz and expect them to tank. But I kind of don't feel like that's their, their motive. That's their, their goal. Uh, their coach, Will Hardy, is a really good coach. We saw well, last well. year. Um, marketing is insane. And then Walker Kessler was amazing as well as a rookie. And then now you add a very athletic power forward with John Collins, who I don't want to say he was, but he was kind of like mistreated in Atlanta. Like they were like, this is a guy that's for their future. And then they were like out on him. Like they just yeah, like, want to trade him. him for about a year. Yeah. Yeah, and they they waited way too long, and then they traded him away for, like, nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then my biggest concerns with the Jazz, though, is they they don't have a point guard. Mm. Like, Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, those are, like, more combo guards. They have Chris Dunn, who, before he was on the Jazz, was just out in free agency. So it's like – and he even – he's more of a combo guard as well. Like, they don't have, like, a true point guard. That's just, like, my biggest concern with the Jazz. Yeah, yeah. And and some of it's not even their own fault. It's just I think there's a lot of teams in the West that are better than them. I yeah. think Markinen is awesome. Walker Kessler is great. John Collins is fun. Um, but there's just teams that are better built right now. And it kind of goes into they don't have a true point guard. And, you know, they trade away Mike Conley to get some compensation, which was smart. But, I mean, who's – you really – Colin Sexton hasn't proven anything. And, yeah, I, I see them I see them on the fringe of playing. Um, okay. So, I would say like a 9 or 10 seed at the best. Okay. That's fair. Okay. I have another team. One more for me. Yeah. I like okay. This. I like throwing these your way. So, keep in mind. Only 10 teams can make the plan. Only 10. 10 play-in slash playoff, okay? So there are five teams. When you answer this, keep in mind that there are five teams that you're going to have to say don't make it. Um, Do the San Antonio Spurs make the play-in slash playoffs? No. I don't think so. No. No. Yeah, no. I Don't get me wrong. Victor, dude's incredible. And we admitted that. We said hand up on the pod. He's great. Um but they're they're all young. They're all like 22, 23, super inexperienced. You have the best coach maybe in the league still in pop. I yeah, no. I I just if if they do make the plan, they're a 10 seed. That that's their ceiling. But I don't think that will be You don't think they're going to. No. Okay. I was just curious. A lot of people are high on them. Very high. I think it's just like a really big jump that they have to make. Like they were how many games did they win last year? Like Around 20-something. Yeah, 15, like, 20. It, like, wasn't a lot. So, for them to add Victor and then win, to be in, in a playing team in the in the West, what, you got to at least have around 40 wins? Like, that's a yeah. lot. It's a lot of wins for to go from the 15 to 20 that they were at last year all the way up to 40. And if you think about it, too, like, the, the T-Wolves were one of those playing teams that – Ended up as an eight seed, and you you compare those two teams, you're like, 
yeah, Minnesota's a lot better than that San Antonio team. That's not to say all the teams below Minnesota are as good as them, but you're also now talking about the Pelicans. You're talking about some of the teams that we'd mentioned, the Thunder and the Mavericks, and it's like, I'm not going to put them above Dallas. I'm not going to – I'll put them above Houston, though. I can do that. <laughs> That's my bold claim. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when it comes to, like – it's like, to me – the Spurs, the Rockets, the Jazz, Blazers, the Blazers yeah. are like the four teams that I'm like, I don't think they're gonna make play in or playoffs. And then the rest of the the rest of the West, I'm like, they could be anywhere from the first seed to the tenth seed. Yeah. What's fun is historically there's gonna be one of those teams that surprises a lot of people. That was the Jazz last year. Right. But they still ended up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. No, the, the West... It's probably the Kings last year. The a Kings lot of, were one of the teams that made a, a huge jump. A lot of the people had the Kings near the bottom. So, Gosh, that was awesome. I'm also one team, non-small market, that I am going to bring up, the Golden State Warriors. Um, and you, you can't count out Steph. But I'm just... I'm not super high on this team being the heavyweight that they once were. That's not to say they aren't going to sneak in and be like a six seed, but I, I don't think we're going to see, unless they're barring like severe injuries to a lot of these other teams, I don't I don't see the Warriors making it back to the NBA Finals with Steph Curry on the roster. Unless they make some crazy changes. I think that era has come to an end. I can't. I can't get behind that. I don't think I'm ready to. Yeah, I'm not ready to say that yet. That's Just okay. because they, they did it like two years ago that all they have to do is get to the playoffs. That's it. And Steph just need, we saw that he could still turn up. Yeah. Game seven. And, and even too, like I don't know if you guys watched I know it's preseason, but Jonathan Kaminga showed a lot of great signs this preseason that he's, you know, able to make that jump. And like he could be a player who like Andrew Wiggins for them. Andrew Wiggins was like the X factor for him two years ago. Yeah. And now it's like you have Wiggins and Kaminga who can both guard the best player on the court and get you some buckets. Like, I just think they're the other teams in the West are, are just better. I think Phoenix, I think Denver, I think Sacramento, not Memphis this year because Adams is out, but I think if Memphis was healthy, they're better. And honestly, I would put LeBron and the Lakers above them. Um, they proved it last year in the series that mattered most. They're like, hey, we've got AD who can't hurt himself jumping midair, and we're still going to beat you in a series. Yeah. Um, I just think because of that, even with like Kaminga coming on and Steph be still being Steph, Clay's not Clay anymore. He, he's just not. Um, Andrew Wiggins is good, but I like the number three options on a lot of these other teams more than I like Andrew Wiggins. Chris Paul? They got Chris Paul now. They do have Chris Paul. 33-year-old Chris Paul. He's addicted to the finals. He is. He's addicted. He needs to get back. I know. I was thinking, I was like, wait, they did get someone. Oh, yeah, they traded away their promising Jordan Poole because Draymond <laughs> didn't like him, which I get. You want to make Draymond happy, but. And to start the, to start the season, Draymond's out. Yes, he is he's out. He's out with sprained ankles, so we'll see how long he's out. That does make me want Jordan Poole to go off in Washington. Yeah, I'm not a Draymond guy. Nope. My wild take for the West. Yes, we're all doing wild takes. I think Golden State, Christian. Yeah, my wild take is I think that the Sacramento Kings will be the number one seed in the West. I'm not saying they're the best team in the West. First I'm saying, the West, though. I'm saying regular season, they will finish with the best record, and here's why. I think teams like the Warriors, Lakers, Suns, Clippers – all very talented and they're not going to put as much effort into the regular season because they all know that once they get to the playoffs, they can do damage. I think the nuggets are going to have a little bit of a hangover. Sure. They played, you know, extra time. They played a long season. Um, so I, I see them having a little bit of hangover, you know, Jokic is thinking about his horses on the, on the court. <laughs> so he, he's, that's just like my my thought process. I think the the Nuggets are still the team to beat in the West. They're insanely good. They're going to be good for the regular season. But when it comes to the regular season standings, 
I wouldn't be surprised if the Kings are sitting there number one. I don't think that's a hot take. Oh, it is. It, it kind of is a hot take, but I'm I'm on that same thought process. I've, I, for the same reasons, the Kings are a team that's going to try to be the number one seed. Yeah. They, they want that. Like, this is like, they're going to be playing regular season games like their playoff games because they want to be the number one seed because that means something to a team that has sucked for so long. And there is a benefit to being the one seed. Right. You look at Denver last year. They played an eight seed. They played a four seed. And they played a seven seed in the Western Conference. And people are like, oh, what the Nuggets path. It's like, well, you know why they got that path? Because they got the one seed in the regular season. That's that's why you get the one seed in the West. That's a great point. If the Kings were higher last year, I mean, they were the three seed, which is awesome. But if they were in the, your guys' position, they wouldn't have had to play Golden State in round one. Yeah, right? we would have played the Lakers. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, which I I feel like in in that moment last year, I, I feel like we probably would have played, we would have matched up better against the Lakers than we would the Warriors. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But but it, it that's a huge factor that I don't think people even consider. It's like there's a reason why teams try to get the ones. I know the West is stacked, but when you have the one seed, your path is obviously easier. And that makes sense for a team like the Kings. While also, like you mentioned, hey, this is City. They are hungry for a good basketball team. They got a taste last year. Now imagine if they're the number one team in the Western Conference. Yeah, and I think they've made some improvements. I mean, a guy that played a lot for them throughout the year, Terrence Davis, isn't with the Kings anymore. And they they got Chris Duarte, who's a better player. He's a higher IQ. He's a better defensively, more... Um, kind of consistent player that we saw from the Pacers a couple of years ago. And he already has chemistry with Sabonis, and they're, they're good friends. And then you add JaVale McGee, who's everyone knows around the league to be a, you know, rim protector. He knows Mike Brown. He knows the system because he played for the Warriors. Um, so it's like those two key addition I like. Sasha Vizenkov is obviously a player that was added to the Kings. We don't really know what he's going to be. He's, you know, proven to be an elite shooter overseas, but is his game going to translate as right. well in the NBA? Or is he going like, to be a Faku? Yeah, because, like, Euro, Euro players can either be amazing or they can just be, eh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And it's also the jumps. What can we see from Keegan? Because we've seen these amazing freshman seasons, and then that sophomore year we see some slumps. So, Prevent the slump and see just an improving play. And then Kevin Herter, he was great, really, for good chunks of the regular season, but he wasn't that same player in the playoffs. And so that's going to be another guy that I want to see step up. And, of course, my guy, Harrison Barnes, um, <laughs> who, King's legend. We love him. I'm not sold on Harrison Barnes. He's, he's the one guy in that starting five where every time I see him and he'll get, like, a great and one finish. I'm like, dude, I can't watch you play. <laughs> As a Kings fan, I struggle with Harrison Barnes. I love his locker room presence, but, yeah, there, there are moments where I'm like, pass the ball. Yeah. We don't need to ISO post move right now. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have Tieran Fox on the court. Yeah. Uh, okay, my hot take, I'll, I'll throw it out there quick. Yeah. And then we could, talk, we could talk about playoff stuff. But uh, Minnesota, they're going to figure it out. This is the year. This is the year. They're going to be a top five team. In the West, and I truly believe it. I like the take. Yeah, I, I, I like the take. It's yeah. Can you get the cat and go bear duo to figure it out? And my answer: We oui, we. Oui. <laughs> oh my gosh! I didn't know you're French. <laughs> Hello, bonjour. Um, yeah. Well, and the thing is, cat's not the number one guy. I think they're gonna realize. Hey, we have a number one guy named Anthony Edwards. Yep. He's and, the offense. And to Mike Conley. Yeah. You know, he's gonna be able to. Be a floor general and kind of get them playing right, playing consistent. And then you have the continual proof of McDaniels, you know, just signed a fat contract. Um, so he's happy to be there. Nas Reed is back. And we all love Nas Reed. We love, we Nas, love Reed. Nas So they just have like a fun team. They got some, uh, some good guys. Anthony Edwards obviously played in FIBA. And normally when guys play Olympic ball, they kind of elevate a little bit. Um, so kind of expecting a jump from Anthony Edwards this year too. Yeah. 
Mike Conley fits that offense so our king, oh, our king, king, king Conley. I All love you. All hail. hail the king. Um, yeah, I mean, they made that trade. They got rid of D'Lo. Conley's now going to have a full off season with the, this team. Having a floor general with guys like Anthony Edwards and Cat and Gobert. It's perfect. He's he's low drama. He's all basketball. Mike Conley is perfect. Uh, he's literally perfect. <laughs> I love you, Mike. Oh gosh. All, all right. right. Let's let's talk playoffs. Um, how do we even want to structure this? The East was easy. It was like Eastern Conference Finals championship. Should we just do Western Conference Finals championship? That's what I would say. Because yeah, I feel like we're all gonna have different answers. Yeah. <clears throat> oh jeez. Trev, you want to kick us off? No, then? I don't. I really don't. I do not want to kick it off. But if All right, I'll kick it off. Okay. I'll kick it off. Um, it's easy for you. It is easy for me. It's, some of this is a bit homer, um, but I also think there's validity behind it. I've got the Denver Nuggets taking on the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference Finals. And then Denver Nuggets are going to prevail over the Suns once again in... Six games. Six. It doesn't, it doesn't even take seven. It doesn't take seven. I like that. Yeah. I like that. A lot of people are high on the Suns right now. Seeing them on the court at the same time in preseason has been fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gosh. And a lot of people are like talking about how deep they are with some of these guys, which I'm yeah. like, listen, some of these guys are going to have moments during the season, but the consistency from, from them. It, you can't expect it. You can't necessarily expect that from... From these, some of these players like Metu and even Grayson, Grayson Allen, Allen and Utah Watanabe. Like these guys have moments for sure, but it's consistency that matters. Right. So, yeah, I like that. I like that yeah. take. I feel like the Suns are going to sun. I and love they're it. just going <laughs> to, they're just not going to live up to expectations. Yeah. I, I'm going to go out on a whim and I'm going to say they're not even going to make the conference finals. Wow. Wow. Who do you have then? <laughs> Who do I have? Who do I have? <laughs> Get ready, boys. I have a... Gosh, I hate the way this sounds. But I have a Western Conference that's a rematch of the first round. Warriors-Kings. Let's get it. Wow. Whoa. I am high on the Kings, as we know. And I kind of, like I said earlier, I kind of think the Warriors still got a little bit in the tank. When it comes to playoffs, they're they're nice. You added uh, Chris Paul... And then two, like I said, like I'm high on Kaminga. I think he can make a little bit of a leap that he can help elevate that Warriors team. So, um, and then plus that that first round last year was so much fun to watch that I just want to see an exciting conference final. So who do you have advancing? Sacramento. Yeah. Do you actually? I'm going Sacramento. I'm going to go full in on Sacramento, but we're going to lose. We're going to lose in the finals. To the Bucks. I love this. <laughs> I love you. That is insane. If you were going to say Warriors, I was going to disagree more. But because you chose Kings, now I can ride with it. Yeah. Because the Warriors, th- what you said about the Suns is what I think about the Warriors. I don't see them. I struggle to see them making it past the first round. I just like the NBA the past few years, a lot of parody. And, you know, I think it's time that sure. maybe a little guy wins. I like that. And then loses. <laughs> But they win. It but they first. lose to a, another little guy in the Bucks. I like that. Could you say the Nuggets winning last year? They were a little guy. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. We're a little guy. Pop. A little guy in my eyes is someone who hasn't won in like yes. fifty years. We're the little guys for yeah. sure. Trev. All right. All right. This is gonna be juicy. Okay. So I want. I want Scott. I'm sorry. I understand. I want to say Nuggets. Right. Shoot. My mind is telling me to say nuggets. Everything in my mind. But you're following your heart. But I'm following my heart. <laughs> Doing the opposite of what Scott. What am earlier. I supposed to do? What Follow am, your heart. What am I supposed to Don't do? Don't you followed your your head earlier today? Yeah, no, I did. But I want Trevor to follow his okay. heart. Okay. <laughs> I did. <laughs> my Western Conference matchup is a rematch of 2002. It's going to be Sacramento against. The LA Lakers. Whoa, wow. that would be electric. The NBA rematch, like that, is gonna shock. I feel like that's gonna be such a fun series if it ever comes to fruition. That would be sick. That'll um, be a really good first round matchup. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was my my head was telling me Lakers Nuggets, but I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. So I'm I'm going Kings 
Lakers, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say, Trevor? The Kings in seven. Yeah, let's Kings go. in seven against the Lakers. Wow. I have to do it. I, I didn't think you it. were gonna be this high on the Kings. No, like my, you're more pessimistic than I am. I am. Well, here's the thing. Like my mind is telling me no, but my heart is telling me yes. I have to do it because I want to look back and be proud of myself, and I want to look back and, and say that this, if that ever happens, I called it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I will say last year calling the Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, come on. Yeah. And I'm pessimistic. I, I was on cloud nine for, yeah. I mean, I still watch highlights. Uh-huh. He does. <laughs> what 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 if it ends up being King's Nuggets? House yeah. divided. Oh. Podcast divided. Scott Dude. wouldn't watch with us. I couldn't. Yes, I, he would. I'd watch No, he room. wouldn't. He <laughs> would have to. And the thing is, is me and Trevor would know what's happening because <laughs> Scott's always like a couple seconds ahead of us. So he'll probably be yelling in just pure agony or yeah. just in celebration. As me and Trevor are watching it in the front if room. If it went to yeah. a game seven, no, actually, a Scott, game seven, I couldn't watch. Yes, you could. You would watch with us. I, I would make sure of it. I would come into your room and sit there. Bro, I almost said about. We would it. all watch it. We would all watch it on your little <laughs> iPhone. That's, mini. Like, that's like a once in a lifetime thing where we would have to. Our watch teams it. are in the uh, conference Chance finals. One together. of us is going to the finals. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'd, I'd watch it if it's Kings yeah. or Nuggets. I'm saying it on the air. If the Kings and Nuggets play in the Western Conference Finals, we are watching that series together. <laughs> Such a stupid <laughs> thing to get excited about. That's my declaration. But in May huh. of next year, that's a real. That's going to be the boys called it back yeah. in back in October. Yeah, we huh? did. Hey, I almost want to scratch my Lakers. I almost want to scratch mine too. As a pod, let's come to agreement. Our finals, <laughs> our Western Conference finals prediction is Kings versus Nuggets. Yep. <laughs> All right. That's perfect. Right. Gosh, it's just, it's too fun to pass up. It's too fun. And our teams are actually good enough where it could happen. Anything is possible. Yeah. Like, that's an, a, it's a legitimate prediction. Small ball predicts Kings versus Nuggets. We pick different teams to win it, which is fine. Yeah, but yeah, that's right now it's two kings to one, one nugget. nugget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. I can't wait for Andy to listen to this pod and just like <laughs> laugh at how stupid this is. <laughs> I love it. No, it's per- All right, finals. You've got uh, Bucks over Kings. Bucks over Kings. I think, you know, just at that point, it's it's going to come down to who's been here before. I respect that. Yeah. But man, that would be fun. Trevor, you're thinking. Well, if it's going to be Nuggets Kings, I'm, it's hard for me to say <laughs> that the Kings beat the Nuggets. Because if that's what we're agreeing upon. That was our podcast agreement. But, I mean, hey, think about it. When's the last time a team has gone back to back? The Warriors. And that was like a while ago at this point. Like a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like like five. <laughs> Oh man. Uh okay. Um I got the Kings versus the Celtics. I got Celtics in six. Okay. Well, I guess I'll finish this up. Nuggets versus Celtics. I've got the Nuggets good in five. Whoa. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I they, they don't have a big man that can guard Jokic. No, so they don't. Oh gosh. And that's the there would be a huge advantage. Just Jokic would eat up Al Horford. Chris Dabbs. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've, I've gone to this place where there's like this hope now in me after that championship, where it's like, this could be a Tim Duncan-esque era for Jokic and the Nuggets. I like that. But they have to, they have to win it either this year or next year. That, that hope is dead. <laughs> that out of the window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's, that's just a little hope in my brain now. I like it. Thank you, Jokic. Wow. Jamal Murray's your Tony Parker. Jamal is my Tony. Uh, Aaron Gordon is my Manu. No, no, because Manu came off the bench, so it's uh, probably your Zeke Naji or something. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> Christian, Christian Brown. Brown Christian Red, Brown. Reggie Jackson. Oh, Reggie. <laughs> Reggie? Reggie? Do you know who, who uh, we won't talk about? Julian Strother. He looks rookie? nice. Yeah, he's rookie. Rookie. Yeah. From Gonzaga. From seen, My hope things. for the Nuggets, very, very brief, by midseason, Reggie Jackson is out of the rotation. Fair. That. Yeah, very fair. That's fair. Right. But great, great show, guys. And it all starts tomorrow, Tuesday night. 
Nuggets take on the Lakers, and it's the Warriors versus the Suns. So we're going to get some good basketball. Really Fun. good. Fun teams. Gosh, Fun excited. teams. Fun teams. And it's all going to happen here on the Small Ball Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in. Tune in live. All right, guys. Any any final remarks for the, for the fans back home? Nope. Nope. I don't have anything either. Well, then, for our great producer, Andy, Trevor Maculin, Christian Dennis, I'm Scudder saying so long for now. And we will see you next week. The NBA's is-